Hey folks, Andy Patton here, joined by a pair of guests, former Gonzaga Hoopers Matt Santangelo and Shaniqua Nils, discussing Friends of Spike, the NIL initiative aimed at helping Zag student-athletes profit off their name, image, likeness. We're going to talk about their involvement and how you can get involved if you aren't already, right here on the Locked On Zags podcast. Don't go away. You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locked On Zags podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to bring you news and updates on all things Zag athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, super excited to be joined today by a pair of former Gonzaga basketball players, Matt and Shaniqua. They are the leadership team for the new NIL initiative, Friends of Spike, which helps connect student-athletes to opportunities to earn money through name, image, and likeness. Matt and Shaniqua, thank you so much for taking the time to jump on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'll echo that one. Thanks for having us on. (laughs) (laughs) So... It's been about a year. I think it was July 1st, 2021 was when the rule went into effect uh, for NIL, name, image, likeness. It's been a battle with the NCAA for literally decades until they finally passed the rule. Uh, I had a conversation with uh, former women's basketball player Shannon Reeder like a month after NIL went into effect, but that was the last time that I've really kind of talked about how it has impacted the student-athlete experience. It is obviously dramatically different from even where it was a year ago when this thing first started. There's been so many changes. Uh, Obviously, this kind of program is something we've seen crop up for a lot of universities uh, around the Division I level in the NCAA. I'm curious, uh, we'll start with you, Matt, just so you guys don't talk over each other. Uh, I'm curious kind of how you guys got your involvement in Friends of Spike, kind of how it came together uh, to be the program that it is now. Yeah, well, I think it was really... um you know, the acknowledgement and recognition that the landscape is changing, right? And and I think you could do two things when that happens. One is you can kind of lament the fact that the landscape is changing. You can kind of bury your head in the sand and, and, uh, and be nostalgic for former days and ways of doing things. Um, or you can adapt and, and, you know, try to solve, solve for the problem that's in front of us. Uh, and that is the changing landscape. And so there was a, a, a need to do this for Gonzaga University Athletics in a way that was our own because to do things the Zag way means something. It's meant something for a long, long time. Um, and it, it is a part of our kind of our DNA, our, you know, our, the character of our, of the program the, and the university, the broader university. And so with that being said, this was, you know, obviously something we needed to solve for. And I say we, um, the Zag community, mm-hmm. uh, and we're still learning how to solve for it. It's not, you know, the solution is not final by any means because it's still evolving and growing. Um, and so with that is trying to, you know, for us is trying to be as educated as we can on what's going on in the marketplace, trying to work with athletes that have uh, an interest in pursuing name, image, and likeness opportunities, engagements. Uh, and then ultimately connecting the community with those athletes, the athletes with the community so that those things can take place. I guess my next question is really just what has the reception been like? Uh, you know, for me, I, I went on the website immediately and 
it's it seems like such an easy process to get involved, which I think is a testament to how how well the site has been put together. It's it's simple. It's easy to kind of navigate and figure out how can I help, how can I be involved. Um, but I'm curious, just since it's been launched, what has been the response? Has there been a ton of people who've been interested? Is it mostly local businesses? I just would kind of love to get a picture of how how things have gone since it's been launched. Yeah, Shanika, you want to jump on this one? Yeah, sure. Um, so we've had a lot of people that have asked us some questions about and have been inquiring mm -hmm. because it is such a brand new thing. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the, I think the first question I'm always asked is, what is NIL? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. What does that mean for me? And people, again, what Matt was saying of the Zag way, we have such a great support base here in Spokane, but now it's, you know, it's spread to national mm -hmm. um, attention as well. Um, but yeah, people are just very curious how to get involved. And what's great about um, the Friends of Spike Collective is if you have that $10,000 to, to mm -hmm. donate, we will happily accept. But if it's just, um, you know, like a $10 per month subscription right. to exclusive content, um, that is 100% acceptable and appreciated as well. So that's the really great thing about NIL is that if you do want to support your university, you do want to support your Zags, um, there is opportunity for for mm -hmm. that as well so it's been great we've had um lots of great conversations um but as you know the the policies the the landscape is changing daily mm -hmm. and um thankfully we have some great people backing us in our tech and our marketing that mm -hmm. are you know <laughs> browsing those very long legal yeah. documents um so that matt and i really don't have to mm -hmm. um but yeah just making sure that um, first and foremost, that we're um, always thinking of the athletes and their um, eligibility. And mm -hmm. we don't want to be that school that, you know, tiptoes the line. And I think that's a great thing about having Matt and I mm -hmm. involved is we understand that from a very um, personal experience and right. background. Um, so it's been really great to kind of be the middlemen um, and helping to just navigate those opportunities and those conversations. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you, you look at like some of it, I think, is fairly cut and dry, like student athletes can now do camps, which is something that it seems to me, at least as a non-student athlete, so obvious that they should have been able to do this years and years and years ago. But I would think that those kind of things are probably a little bit more simple. But obviously, you get into, you know, some of the national conversations that are happening about like the situation at Miami, which was a very obvious pay for play scenario. And like, how is that blend with NIL? And I'm sure that it's very complicated. And like you said, I would also be very happy if somebody else was reviewing all of that documentation and I didn't yeah. have to worry about it. Uh, but that did kind of lead into my next question, which was just how much of this project has like very direct conversation with compliance offices, academic offices, the Gonzaga Athletic Department in general, because it seems like this would be really hard to pull off without like a very intimate, pretty much daily conversations with, with the departments to make sure everything's going smoothly. Well, and I think that that's where some of the challenges on the structure have really, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, been created is that this kind of this separation of athletic department and NIL activities, right? which is unfortunate because you, you have half the, half the team working in the dark because mm -hmm. of, you, you know, this kind of this non uh, cross pollution of, of name, image, and likeness and this independence right. of the athlete. And then ultimately the the brand name of the university and then the mm -hmm. compliance office of the university. So it's really, really tricky. Um, and then at a program like Gonzaga, 
um, where you have national caliber athletes, you know, then you got to throw in the mix of their camp, you know, their mm -hmm. agents, their representation. So right. that there's a lot of um, uh, moving parts and pieces to trying to just put together, like you said, just a simple deal like a camp all of a sudden becomes a pretty complex matrix of, of people mm -hmm. involved. Um, however, um, and again, not to, I mean, there's, there it is good reason um, that you do have former athletes involved is because we have relationships with the athletic department. We have mm -hmm. existing relationships with compliance. Um, we care about what gone, the output of Gonzaga, the product of Gonzaga. Right. Um, and so that those conversations do take place pretty regularly to mm -hmm. the point where, um, you haven't seen a lot of national headlines around Gonzaga NIL compared to some of these other schools because right. it's been a really kind of a slow rollout, a really conservative approach, mm -hmm. um, which isn't wrong. Um, right. You know, it's not it's not the wrong way to do it. So we're fortunate in that sense as well. Um, uh, but it is tricky. You know, it's a it's a it's a fine line that we're tiptoeing with only pieces of the information, um, right. you know, kind of flowing back and forth between two parties that are really, really, um, you know, important to each other. All right. I, I'm very curious about this question here. Uh, it, maybe it hasn't happened yet, but I'm very curious if you've gotten any particularly, we'll say notable or surprising or maybe weird requests from uh, people who want to work with student athletes. Uh, just kind of what has that process been like of, of having the public or, you know, local organizations, I assume, kind of reaching out and asking about ways that they can be involved. Have there been any particularly uh, noteworthy ones? Shaniqua, do you have any crazy ones? I don't think I I've seen any, like, which I'm kind of yeah. disappointed, Locked On Zag Nation. Come up with some stuff. <laughs> at least let us, so we can tell stories about it in the future. Um, no, yeah, I had a... Yeah. Uh, I've had some non-athletes or former athletes, not even Gonzaga athletes, Mm -hmm. reach out to me and they wanted a Dick's hamburgers deal. But I think that was just like their own personal interest. Like that wasn't really a, they just wanted me to call on their behalf and try to get them a, you know, a six pack of burgers or something. There you go. Um, yeah. I've seen some good ones. Uh, you know, I, there's a, uh, um, a coffee company mm -hmm. that was actually called morning Joe, the morning mm -hmm. cup of Joe, yeah. um, that I thought would be kind of a fun of a, to do a Joe few brand, mm -hmm. the you know, so just kind mm -hmm. of, kind of fun play on words there uh but nothing too outlandish a lot of it's been appearances um as Shaniqua kind of alluded to us trying to start to create some um exclusive content you know utilizing athletes to create some ongoing series of content ongoing series of campaign not too mm -hmm. different than what you're doing here with locked on zags mm -hmm. but also create that as an opportunity for people to participate as a member you know, a member of Friends of Spike in order to, to generate um, mm -hmm. that quid pro quo, that those revenue earning opportunities for these athletes. Um, that'll come, especially as next year rolls around. And, you know, in the case of men's and women's basketball, rosters are settled. You know, we don't even know which athletes are going to be around next year and, mm -hmm. and, and, and that what that looks like. Um, so hopefully, you know, more formal things to come as we roll out and develop and grow over the next few months. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a handful of the videos uh, that Shaniqua that you've hosted with like Matthew Lang and Ben Gregg and with a couple of the women's basketball athletes. And those are great. And I think absolutely finding ways for those to be monetized so that student athletes are getting some level of compensation for their time would 
would be awesome. I think that that makes a lot of sense and sounds like something that, uh, again, I don't want to say it's easy because I know that coordinating all of that is difficult, but it's like a nice way that doesn't require the student athletes to do a ton and still be profiting off of that, which I think is perfect. Like that's, that's ideal. Yeah. I know how busy student athletes are. Like it's great if they don't have to expend a bunch of energy for that. And plus they're young people, right. you know, they're, these are young, these are young, uh, uh, you know, students. And so, mm-hmm. you know, to, for them to, to wrap their mind around what their name, image, and likeness is, mm-hmm. the effort it takes for them to build a brand yeah. around that and the, the, the kind of the, the savviness to kind of build your social media presence in order to, to help build that value. Those mm-hmm. are all valuable lessons, but you don't learn those overnight. Right. Um, you know, and not everyone has kind of the, the the personality or the you know the 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 presence that drew timmy has that kind of right. is, it's kind of self-built and not that it doesn't take a ton of work on his part but so it's like you know that's where another level of hopefully value sneak when i can add is kind of help that coaching mm-hmm. help that development um and really put them in situations that are safe but also the gain garner them some great experience that they can use later on in life po- even post-sport um I mean, all those, all those dynamics are in play here with this whole name, image, and likeness development. Yeah. And if I could just tag on, that was a really great point. And the first, of course, the first deal that I was kind of in charge of was one with Chet Holmgren. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have, you know, Gonzaga royalty. I have a Spokane (laughs) celeb and he was, he was great, such a phenomenal Mm -hmm. human being. Um, But I kind of just forgot how young he truly is. Right. Um, and so it, part of the deal was um, he had to do an appearance. And so um, I, we tried to make it as easy as possible, pain-free, you know, so I, I picked mm-hmm. him up, drove him to the appearance and we were talking about something. And all of a sudden he goes, um, actually, before I, um, you know, commit to anything, is it okay if I send this to my mom? And I was just kind of like, <laughs> I forgot that you're a teenager. You know what I mean? You, the, the, general consensus and how he's Mm -hmm. portrayed to the rest of us is he's this you know and he is he's this next level athlete but at the end of the day like he's a teenager and so Mm -hmm. um it for that to be my first deal and to just kind of have that perspective of like um it is it's very hard because people are trying to get into this nil space but that was the feedback that we were getting is you know parents um coaches supporters whatever they're like i i want to help i I want to create deals. I want to be involved, but I also, I don't want to mess things up. You know, I don't want to sign something without reading the fine print. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that, you know, I was entrusted with a seven footer that's going to go on and do great things, you know, and, and a very important part of like his NIL deal and processing. And he is, he's one of those athletes who has a complete team, you know what I mean? But for yeah, him to yeah. just be like, yeah. can I call my mom and ask for permission? I was like, oh. <laughs> It's it's so easy for us to just once dollar signs start being, you know, thrown about mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you get businesses involved. And for the most part, like Matt said, the Spokane community has been really great and supportive um, and kind of following our lead. But at the end of the day, like these athletes are young adults. And um, I think I can speak for Matt and myself that we take a lot of pride in in like getting their trust and keeping that trust and, and helping them navigate this new space. But also, like Matt said, creating connection connections and networking opportunities for their future um whether they're at the university for four years five years one year two year um we want to have an impact on them that um 
that last and that's worthwhile for them as well. All right. We are going to come back in the second segment. The three of us are going to continue our conversation about Friends of Spike and how it has impacted the Gonzaga student-athlete experience. But before we get there, let's talk about today's sponsor, Bet Online. The 2022 NCAA tournament is in the books with the win secured by Bill Self and the Jayhawks of Kansas. While the Zags unfortunately fell short of the game's pinnacle week, that does not mean fans cannot remain in on the action. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Heck, they even have lines on a fight between Will Smith and Chris Rock, should you be so inclined. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. extremely well said and I think it kind of touched on the next point that I was going to raise which was kind of just like how the we talked a little bit about the response from the public but I was curious kind of how the response has been from student athletes Uh, obviously this is a a very new thing for them and for many of them you know like incoming freshmen like Chet he didn't know any other way (laughs) this is the first year he was in college uh, but certainly there are other student athletes who are seniors or fifth year seniors who this is a very, very new experience, a new space for them. And I was just curious how much you guys have seen student athletes like actively looking for opportunities or are they maybe more likely to be pursued for opportunities and not necessarily yeah. be looking for them themselves? I suspect that it's probably a mixture of both. There's you know hundreds of student athletes at Gonzaga, but I'm curious kind of how that has been from your guys' perspective so far. I think the ones that have uh that previous kind of brand name image and likeness value mm-hmm. are being pursued yeah now in the case yeah. of of the limited you know dealing with uh, specifically men's and women's basketball to this mm-hmm. point was where the the couple of things that we've seen activities we've seen have happened um and i can speak on you know behalf of the men's team mm-hmm. uh they've been being pursued since they were in kindergarten sure so they yeah. don't have a they don't have a clue they don't have mm-hmm. a clue and I'll go on the air and say it, you know, like they don't have a clue. And so um, it's it, now the ones that maybe aren't as uh, prevalent or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of maybe at the level, mm-hmm. I think they're kind of hungry to try to do things. Yeah. Um, but the ones that have been eaten just eat mm-hmm. more, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. one of those situations. So um, I, I think that's a, that's a tough one. Um, and then like really trying to understand and outline what that engagement is okay it's one hour here or it's you know it's it's three different one hours here here and here over the next month you're kind of you know this is what you're wearing Mm -hmm. these are the talking points because you want to go in and be engaging and charismatic i mean it it, there is the quid pro quo i mean these these Mm -hmm. athletes have got to go earn this money they don't just get to get it just because Mm -hmm. um and so trying to coach them and teach them on that one and then we're all subject to the headlines, right? All you see is, you know, that you brought up Miami in your introduction. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, this guy is signed a two-year deal for $800,000. Well, I want $800,000, you know? And like, of course, I, I mean, personally, I want $800,000. But, um, you know, like understanding of like what that really, what does that entail? Um, what does that mean? Because it, first and foremost, you're a student, you mm-hmm. know, just a touch behind that, you're an athlete. 
Right. Um, and then these other revenue, you know, producing opportunities, is, it has to be, you know, has to fit in the right place in your life. And as you're mm -hmm. trying to, you know, focus on your craft. And that was one thing I can't say, and I'll finish, I'll finish here. But last year when we kind of put together a couple of deals, I worked with Julian, I worked with Anton on the men's side and a couple of the women, uh, female athletes as well. The twins um, is that all of them to their credit, didn't sacrifice the real priorities of being a student and being an athlete. They didn't take their eye off the ball working, you know, the, the time they need to spend working on their craft. You know, one of the deals is during finals week and they're like, you know, we got finals. So like that was really refreshing because here was yeah. some, you know, opportunity to earn some money, but they were focused on the things they needed to be focused on, which is a testament to the, you know, the type of student athlete that ultimately attends Gonzaga university. That's fantastic. Uh, I, so I used to do career development for student athletes. This was my, my previous job before I started doing what I'm currently doing and started doing this. I was at Seattle University and at the University of Portland. And I think one of the things that, that I always ran into and part of the reason that I'm really fascinated by this whole space in general is like basically student athletes had a hard time utilizing their biggest selling point. Like I would have students coming to me who are seniors who are like, I haven't worked ever like the last job that I had I was 17 uh, and it was like you know working for my dad's company but while I was in college I was you know whatever whatever sport they were you guys know any sport you're you're not going to have a, a whole lot of free time and so they don't have a lot of these yeah. job opportunities they haven't worked and they were like I don't know how to utilize like how to get a job basically and so one thing that I think NIL could offer and I'm hoping that you guys could, could maybe help with some context here is like not only will they have like paid opportunities at they'll have the ability to kind of use their, the fact that they were a student athlete on resumes and it's not going to be as difficult. It's not going to, obviously they had it on their resumes before, but it was, it was just a little bit more challenging. And now I think it kind of opened up the opportunity for them to get more real world experience. That's kind of been, at least for me, one of my takeaways is like, look, college at the end of the day is supposed to prepare you for the real world. Most of these student athletes are not going to play their sport professionally. Some will. And a lot of the ones that you guys are working with will, but some of them, a lot of them won't. And the ones that don't like, if they have opportunities to brand themselves, to work on who they are, to profit off of who they are, like that, those are skills that help you in the real world, like 100% they do. And so for me, like, that's the biggest benefit that we've seen out of this. And I'm curious, uh, again, less than a year into this thing, but if you guys have seen kind of some potential movement for, for student athletes, maybe ones who are less likely to go pro, who are kind of taking advantage and really taking some tangible skills out of this. Well, first of all, you're hired. I'm not sure if you're interviewing <laughs> for, for the job, but you're hired. Um, and then my only thought to that, and then I'll let Shaniqua answer is, is, is really simple, practical taxes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when they earn these money, now they have to worry about what is that tax bill? Sure. And, you know, in this case, they are, you know, essentially 1099, you know, talent. Mm -hmm. So they're not getting W2. There's no taxes withheld. They're just going to get a mm -hmm. check and then they have to manage that. You know, they have to choose to, to withhold taxes and save them or, you know, worry about that, you know, when the tax bill comes next April. So, um, you know, when you talk about the practical experience, I don't think we've had it long enough to see, you know, NIL, at least in, in well, I don't think anyone has long enough to see the doors that it opens up post sport. But I can tell you right now, they're learning real mm -hmm. practical lessons that I know I didn't learn in college, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I would, you know, speak for Shaniqua, she didn't learn in college. Mm -hmm. um, and so, 
you know, I think that there are, those are the, some advantages to this when done the right way, when they're not just getting paid to play. And then mm -hmm. Shaniqua, if you want to add anything there. Yeah, no, I was actually going to bring up the, um, the taxes as well. And mm -hmm. I had no idea how to do that kind of stuff. I barely know how to do it now. Um, <laughs> but also it was just the, you know, we're, we're coaching them a little bit about, um, you know, cause they're having to sign contracts. They're having to review legal documents. And, um, another part of the NIL process is after they complete a deal, they have to submit it through, um, a certain platform. Every university has their own compliance platform at Gonzaga. It's called influencer. And so they have to submit it through that. And that's, that's not on us. You know, we, mm -hmm. we remind them, um, and, and, you know, try to make sure that they, they get that done. But, um, that's a part of, you know, being reliable and, and timely and um, responsive and, you know, just under that general umbrella of, you know, responsibilities. Um, but thankfully, um, like Matt said, the Gonzaga student athletes have, have been great. And most of the time when I'm like, Hey, just a reminder, like you have to submit, you know, it's been a, it's almost a week after the deal. You need to make sure that that's submitted. They're like, yep, I did that um, an hour after I'm like, okay, like, great. Like the fact that they're, you know, pretty well, um, monitored but also like to give credit to the compliance department at Gonzaga um, mm -hmm. I was there when like that crew was there as well and I know how they work I know how invested and involved they are with their student athletes so um, that's a great thing about you know being able to partner up so to speak with um, these athletes in this journey is they're they're taken care of kind of on both ends you know like Matt and I are going to do everything in our power to um mentor them and protect them through this NIL process. But I also know that they're getting that same level of care um, from their university staff um, and administrators as well. So it's just, it's going to be really cool um, as we progress through this, just to kind of like watch each athlete um, grow and develop in, in their sense of business and sense of self. Um, we, we haven't seen like, you know, huge leaps and bounds yet, um, but that's something I'm excited to witness and be part of. Matt kind of touched on this already, uh, but I'm curious, kind of, you were both obviously student-athletes, you were both student-athletes at Gonzaga, uh, you were both student-athletes before NIL was something that existed, uh, and I'm curious, as now people who are very involved in this space, what you think that might have looked like when you were a student, just for you personally, like, is it something you would have brushed off maybe is it something you would have like really really enjoyed and then you you know the long-term ramifications like Shaniqua you might feel a little bit better about the, your taxes you know those <laughs> things um as somebody who's done a whole bunch of 1099s in my life I would have loved to get that experience uh, while I was in college as well but I'm curious for you to kind of how you think uh that might have benefited you or if it's something you think you would have taken advantage of when you were in school go ahead Matthew Oh, you know, me? Um, I think so. At Gonzaga, there is a reasonable expectation and a reasonable desire on behalf of the student athletes to participate in the community no matter what. Mm -hmm. You know, like we, we did the appearances at the schools. I mean, even we did. We would go do the, we would go read. You know, maybe mm -hmm. we would, I remember I got invited to coach a hoop fest team at one yeah. point, you know, and and I think there is a, there is a level of, um, I think for us, and I said this before when it came to like the, some of the Cinderella stories and things like that, but like, we were just happy someone was talking to us. Like, <laughs> you, you want me to come coach? You, wait, you asked me to come coach a hoop fest team? Like, 
thank you. You know, thank you. You know, like kind of naivete or, you know, shame on us a little bit, but it was like, Oh my gosh, of course I'll give up my weekend in June to take care of your children. Um, You know, now that's a name image and likeness opportunity, you know, right now. And, and frankly, even then that family would have probably been really happy to help contribute something to me in order to come coach, you know, that would have been a nice quid pro quo name, image and likeness opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then you just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing when I was in school, we were the, one of the first, uh, groups that we could earn, we could have a part-time job. So you, right. I think you could earn up to like $2,000 a year, you know, working. Um, and so I actually had jobs during college to help provide some, you know, to provide some spending money. Um, so I think the time was there, obviously the desire there was there to create some opportunities. I mean, I worked for that reason. Um, so I think I would have probably tried to figure it out. And I think at that time, you know, if someone gave me a dollar for an autograph or whatever it was, you know, whatever the quid pro quo was, I'd have been through the moon. I'd be like, this is the most amazing thing ever, you know, where now it's like, Hey, do you want, you know, $500 to do this? Nah, nah, I'm I'm more valuable than that. Like that's kind of a, that's, it's a weird thing, but, but in a lot of ways, their name, image, and likeness is more valuable than that. And they have to protect that. Um, so that was a long winded way to, to say, like, you're walking this fine line of things you should do because they're the right thing to do things mm-hmm. to lend your name, image and likeness to that can generate revenue. Um, and that I think I would, I would have been as involved as I could have been back then, right. knowing if there was, if there would have been opportunities or not, but being interested in kind of thinking about, gosh, this is, you know, can, it, can there be opportunities to lend my name, image and likeness to something in exchange for an opportunity on my side or revenue on my side. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, Matt, that you brought up when you guys would like go into elementary schools and read, cause I'm, I'm born and raised in Spokane. So I remember going <laughs> to the Martin center to watch games with my dad, you know, when, when you could just show up and get tickets at the door, it's like, that's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my best friend and I would go to the Gonzaga women's basketball camps and stay the night. I'm in the dorms and, uh, mm-hmm. perform for our parents at the end of camp and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was very aware of like the upwards trajectory that the Bulldogs were starting to make when I was a kid. And I remember Ronnie Turioff coming to my school and reading and I got to try on his shoe and I was like passed out. Like I, I would like point that picture out to anybody who came to my parents' house and be like, I know Ronnie Turioff. And everybody was like, you don't, but you know, like <laughs> he goes to how many schools, but um I, I remember how cool those things were. And obviously my college um, experience was a little bit different because I, I had my daughter my freshman year, but mm-hmm. in terms of NIL stuff, if it was around then a local, you know, a local girl who grew up in Spokane around the Gonzaga community. And now mm-hmm. I have a baby, like nobody's touching me in those NIL deals. Like I, I would have had Pampers commercials. I, <laughs> I would have kept babies for us in business. Here, <laughs> I guarantee it. I just think of like, oh man, like I would have been kind of a, my own lane, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And I was a struggling single mom trying to do, right. you know, you're a full-time student, you're a full-time athlete. And then I was like, let's be a full-time mom on top of that. Like this, this will be fun. Um, so I, I am a bit bummed that, you know, like I missed mm-hmm. out on that NIL space, but I think because of that, I feel even more um, passion and responsibility to help, um, with Matt's guidance as well, these athletes um, find their own lane in terms of NIL stuff. Like, I think it's really cool 
that you are seeing people personalize these deals where you do have, you know, Dominic Harris has his sandwich at a local restaurant here. And even like Matt said of the morning cup of Joe or whatever, and targeting mm-hmm. that to Joe few or something. Um, I think those are the types of creative deals that Matt and I are most excited about um, dreaming up and, and being able to organize on, on behalf of the athletes. So wish it was around would have helped me with my taxes or knowledge of how to do that stuff. But here we are. <laughs> it's fine. Nico, you kind of touched on a point that I wanted to bring up as well about um, not not specifically about Title IX, but more about there was a lot of concern before NIL officially went live that it would be disproportionate in terms of male athletes, particularly football and men's basketball athletes getting like this huge chunk of money and, and other sports, including pretty much all women's sports would would not get as much of that. And that hasn't really been the case in part because of the very strong social media presences by certain female athletes who have kind of helped. They've been able to generate a lot of money because of that. They can make money off their social media accounts, things like that. Uh, and then obviously you've mentioned that you guys have done a fair amount of work with the women's basketball program here. And I imagine that the community is pretty receptive to helping out with both the men's and women's programs when they can. Uh, but I'm curious if you've kind of, how, how you've seen that with, with in regards to male and female athletes and if you think that's something that is going to be an issue or has actually gone pretty smoothly because it's kind of something that I was curious how that was going to shake out. I definitely think it's like an area of concern but also Mm -hmm. it's one that Matt and I are aware of Um, and to Matt's credit like every time I say like we need to make sure that we you know that it Mm -hmm. doesn't like you say get disproportionate Um, he's been right there along with me agreeing with it and and so Mm -hmm. is the um, blueprint sports that's the uh, company backing like our marketing and our tech right. um, they are very much in agreement of, of that policy as well so um, it could become an issue I could definitely yeah. understand that but thankfully um, Gonzaga athletics they're making it easy on us because our women's program has been successful basketball wise um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure our women's golf and tennis have had like pretty successful seasons the last couple of years mm-hmm. um, so that that makes it easy I think because there's no professional teams in, in Spokane, mm-hmm. women's and men's basketball has kind of dom- dominated the um, market here, yeah. um, which is totally fair. Um, but I think once we're able to do a couple more deals with some of those other programs and just bring to light the successes that they've been able to have, I have no doubt that the um, Spokane community will, will jump on board with that as well and, and support in any way that they're able to. Yeah, and I think, too, like, it's a challenge to the Gonzaga community, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not, you know, me and Shaniqua aren't, you know, wielding the checkbooks, you right. know, in this one. So it's not, we're not choosing who gets what. I mean, it's, we're just the, the middle people, we're the facilitators. So, right. um, you know, ultimately, it's going to be the Gonzaga community to step up. And they have such, I mean, uh, especially women's basketball, but uh, athletes all over have tremendous following, you know, tremendous yeah. attendance, okay. season ticket holders, support. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just the next level of support. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's maybe one of the, the best levels of, or methods of support because you're not going to get access to athletes ever like this. You never have had access to athletes ever before, like name, image, and likeness. Um, so really, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to kind of come on and talk about Friends of Spike and doing that. But, you know, it is kind of a call to action as well and, and an ask mm-hmm. of the Gonzaga community to step up in a way that, allows allows us to facilitate create and facilitate and execute some of these opportunities for the athletes 
You guys, sometimes I get lucky and I put all my questions in the perfect order. And I feel like today was one of those days because once again, you just led right into what I was going <laughs> to finish the show talking about, which basically is, you know, if you've been listening for 33 minutes now and you're thinking, hey, how could I get involved? What can I do? How can I like what are some ideas that I can find a way to to help student athletes, to help Gonzaga, whatever that is? Uh, what would you guys suggest? What would you tell? Obviously, every situation is a little bit different, but what would you tell people of like, what are the best things they can do to help you guys, help friends of Spike, help the Gonzaga community and help the student athletes? Yeah, I think first and foremost, like go to the website, friendsofspike.com. There's a form there um, and a way to give if you just want to give. But mm -hmm. if you want to engage an athlete specifically around an opportunity, that's a conversation. So, yes. you, you know, it's, it's Matt at friendsofspike.com. It's on the website, Shaniqua at friendsofspike.com. So shoot us an email and let's say mm -hmm. I want, I'm thinking of this or I have an idea here that might be interesting and mm -hmm. let's engage in that conversation and try to identify. Because, for example, um, again, the, the morning Joe coffee, like yeah. that wasn't a targeted effort towards, that was a conversation that, that kind of um, uh, birthed that idea. Like, mm -hmm. no, I mean, it's, I mean, it was easy dot to connect, but sure. it hadn't been connected till the conversation started. So I would say that. So I'd say like, determine what your um, interest is in supporting. Is it kind of an anonymous, like here, like go do something good with this on behalf of these athletes in the mm -hmm. community? Or is it a, I would like Shaniqua to come represent me at, you know, such and such event or, or whatever that kind of activation is. Mm -hmm. Um but it starts at the website, you know, it starts at the website and it starts with a conversation with me or Shaniqua to kind of determine, um, determine the next step. And then I think that the next thing to that, that I'll add is you have to follow, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta be on the team to be on the team. So you gotta, you gotta follow along. Um, mm -hmm. because as we start to roll out this content, as we start to get a little more sophisticated and a little more, uh, creative towards this effort, uh, there are going to be ways to kind of do that more that membership model where it's like, hey, I'm just subscribing and every month we're getting this or every week we're getting this. And we just don't know what that looks like yet mm -hmm. um, because it, ultimately these athletes have got to drive that. Again, we're just facilitating that. So the athletes have got to say, okay, I want to do these three things. You know, can you help me figure out a way to to create some revenue from it? And that's where we would come in and help coach them and create that opportunity. Um, so it's like, you know, contribute identify a way to, that you want to connect with an athlete or just follow for now and until those those other things start to roll out and and um and sneak and i are here we want to make it successful like everything gonzaga does um uh and so we're, we're definitely open to ideas in the conversation wherever it takes us all right well that was perfect that's going to do it for me today you guys can follow friends of spike on twitter at friends of spike you can go to friendsofspike.com just like matt said if you're interested in collaborating with the team with gonzaga student athletes just tossing some money their way whatever it may be locked on zags we're closing out the week with an update on our baseball program on friday so don't miss that and thank you all for listening and go zags